The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. A whole bunch of commitments as well as um, a lot of information coming down the line here on the Sooner or Later Sports Show. I am your host, Jay. Thank y'all for pulling up here on the YouTube channel as well as listening to us wherever podcasts are downloaded and listened to. While you're here, hit that like button, subscribe, rate us, review us, give us five stars. You don't think we deserve it? (sighs) Give us five anyway and gift it so on today's episode of the Sooner or Later Sports Show, we got our boy Coop in the house. We're going to dive into some great stuff like recent commitments. Talk about the party at the Palace as well as the 24 and 25 classes. They're both starting to fill up. And we're seeing a lot of stuff coming down the line and a lot of commitment watching. So we'll make sure that's going to be an emphasis on topics because we know you all want to know what's going on with these current commitments that is coming down the line. All right. So we'll make sure you're taken care of. Ah, Coop, talk to me, man. What's going on? How you feeling? (laughs) You know, I'm feeling good. Uh, I hit the smoker today, did some ribs and chicken. uh, So I got to go do a little early dinner. Usually I eat after this, so my stomach's grumbling and I'm ready to get out. But, um, you know, uh, I I didn't get an after picture. Uh, I know folks can be a little uh, jumpy when when your barbecue looks a little little ashy. And so, uh, but that being said, uh, yeah, I mean, you've got, uh, you know, a, an entire week full of, well, what happened? And yeah. uh, so many great things <laughs> yeah. happened this week. And uh, so, and I, I would guess, I mean, if you're, if you're looking at it, um, what are we 27 days away from season, right? Yep. 35, and, I think to be exact. 34, yeah, 34, so, 34, well, 34. Well, that's more, yeah, I, I, I think. It's 30. Somebody help us out here. Oh, oh so, Oklahoma uh, versus the world always tweets out a picture of a player with the time. And I believe the last one was today and was 34. But I'm going to look and verify right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. But yes, uh, what we're seeing here is we've got, uh, I mean, we've got people coming in. They're getting that full scale treatment that the staff can show. Some of these people, their first time, um, their first time experience with the soul mission, uh, first time experience with the, with the team. And uh, you get a chance to show out and, um, you know, again, uh, separate yourself because um, my my soapbox tonight is Brent Venables and his staff. They always are what they always are. They're always the same. Mm -hmm. They're they're legit. This is not something that they put on. Um, You know, I've talked to so many people who were there and, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, it, it's a, it'd be a massive blessing to play for this staff. And so th- there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who try to make moves this week. And uh, so, yeah, uh, I- I'm excited, man. We're going to have good stuff for y'all. Yeah. Uh, there's let's, let me take in a gander of all of this as we start thinking about um, all of the stuff coming down the line as we prepare for the season. So I want to put everything in perspective for everybody listening, because I think that was the one thing I want to make sure that we gave you guys accurate timelines and everything to expect. So first off, um, dead period starts on Monday. So that's technically the evaluation. It's dead period slash evaluation period. What that means is players can't really contact. I think they can like text and stuff, but for the most part, they ain't going to see coaches. They ain't going to really be traveling besides doing official visits starting in September. And, uh, and that's for game official visits. And so 
that's kind of why as recruiting gets going, we're getting to that point where things are starting to really, really come to the wire. This is why you see a lot of commitments in July and in August. You've got all those official visits that happen through June, end of July. People start, they get the last visit weekend in, and then boom, it's basically evaluation until in-home visits in uh, December. Yeah. And that's usually when you're closing your last minute players and you're visiting your players that are committed. And so we're at that point where now, boys, ah, boys and girls, it's going to be whoo, a lot of excitement or a lot of heartbreak. And so we're going to start off with the main thing, right? Uh, first and foremost, let's go ahead and speak to some of the peoples that we have out here. What's going on? Kim, thanks for joining the membership. We appreciate it. I've got yep, some yep. content I'm about to start dropping on the membership side. A lot of stuff. We're going to look at PWOs. We're going to look at rosters. We'll drop a lot of stuff on the membership side first, and then we're going to drive it into everybody else overall. As I mentioned before, you never have to become a member, but if you want to support the cause and help us uh, be able to churn out more content, feel free to. So we appreciate that love. Uh, other thing is too is we started a discord to get everybody just kind of you know talking you know so if you want to join the discord the link is in the description below so feel free to join us we're just hanging out it's small right now we've only got probably about eight or nine people in there but we would love to have more of you join us if you want to come kick it so uh let's go back into the main conversation piece here and see let's go with the first topic here cool you were talking about party at the palace, and we'll come back to that in just a minute. But we're gonna dub into talk about recent commits, right? So I want to give a special shout out to our boy Emmett Jones. Emmett Jones has walked in here. He's been here what seven months? We'll say seven months, right? He's been here seven months, maybe eight. This man already has nine commitments come in the door. Mm-hmm. like did any of y'all expect him to walk in and get like uh, i mean from transfers of andrew anthony and brennan thomas you bring in for the 25 class grayson harris as well as uh elijah thomas who elijah's a dude he's a dude and then you look at the 24 class you got a doozy you've got um um, going down the line on top of my head, Zion and Zion, which I still want to know who's making all these Zions. Why are there so many? Uh, and then we got Ivan the flip from um Texas Tech. And man, he's putting in work. What's how you feeling about Emmett Jones's job right now? Let's just say this. Emmett Jones right now ha- has a waiting list. When we look at 25, he is going to have himself a waiting list of, oh, man. Uh, guys, I, I just got to show respect because the king is here. Oh. Uh, Andy, what is up, man? Jeff is here. You, 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 you blow my mind when you roll in right like that. <laughs> what up, Chris? What's go up, ahead and say man? hi real quick before we, uh, doing, we dive into this doing, stuff. Man? My father rolling <laughs> in like that. But no, go ahead, man. Keep talking. Keep talking. No, so we're talking about the wide receivers and Emma mm-hmm. Jones. So we literally, I mean, what you know, with the guys that we have on on deck right now, um, the guys that on twenty five, we're not going to be able to have a large wide receiver crew. And let's just say uh, Mosey comes in and he says, "All right, man, you know, we took the Oregon trip, we honored our word, let's make this roll." And if he pops right then. 
I mean, what's happening? What what are we gonna What are we gonna do in here? Like, you're going to, you're going to immediately. Um, I mean, he's going to have to make maybe uh, five or six calls and say, "Hey, um, if, if y'all in, let, let's do it now." And then he could sit back and have himself a my time for the rest of the 25 season and just help out with everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, I was talking about how I know I saw you in the, the green room, but I want to finish my statement before I brought you in. Talking about Emmett Jones and the great things he's doing. Transfers, 24 class, 25 class, seven months in, nine commits. How you feeling about Emmett Jones and his job so far? No, excuse me. The same way that we were um, uh, talking about, uh, gosh, why am I? Uh, Valai. Same way we were talking about Valai last year. Yeah. The same way we were talking yeah. about Emmett Smith this year. Emmett Smith is came. Uh, Emmett Jones. I mean, Emmett Jones. Not the running back. It's okay. Emmett Jones has come in. <laughs> he has taken over and he has shown uh, uh, that he's he, he, he was definitely worthy of his job. You're just wanting to see the the production on the field this year. You're wanting to see him get players like Farouk, Anthony. Um, if if Anderson is going to be healthy, you want to see what he can do with Gibson as well. You're just wanting to see him be able to stack these classes and kind of show you this year kind of, hey, this is the beta. Wait until we get these other guys uh, here, and I promise you we're going to be rocking and rolling. Because if you look at it, he's getting the guys that Levy wants for an offense like this with the ranginess, the quickness, um, you know, obviously the elite speed, all the rest of that, he's getting those type of guys that we've been talking about since hell, since we all started doing pods together, you know? So (laughs) no, I mean, and I mean, I I, I think, I think y'all both right. I mean, you have to kind of wonder about going into um, the 25 class. Who is he going to tell, you know, yay and nay, you know, you're still waiting on the, uh, on the Nickens kid from, uh, Millwood, but you know, me and my uncle, we've been talking about it for the longest. Uh, what do you do with 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 old boy up there at, at Garden City? You know, do you still go back after him because you you wanted him from the get go before Emmett Jones was even you know hired? You still wanted him, so I'm not sure if he's a qualifier or not. But if he's able to do what he needs to do, he can get out in a year or even two years. Do you still circle back and go get that kid because he's a big time? Uh, product out of the state of Florida, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you you have, I mean, you have options, but how much can you really take? You know, especially with us going to the SEC, knowing that defense has to be a priority, which it is right now for us, but it definitely has to be a priority, and that has to kind of be the max, the max where, where you see a lot of more of the scholarships kind of kind of tilt because I feel like right now. Outside of Stoops, I mean, don't get me wrong, Farouk can have a hell of a year this year and end up, you know, going to the draft, but I don't see that happening. Even if he does have a great year, I still think that he would want to come back and get more film and see if he can improve his draft stock. But like I said, I, it's, you just have a – I mean, twenty. he's killing it in 24, 25 is going to be really interesting as well. And somebody mentioned in the ch- uh, chat a second ago about how this 25 class, I think it was Dominic that mentioned it. I got to scroll through and look about how this 25 class could, I mean, we can end up top. We could be starting off the year in the top five. And so right now we're number three in the country with, I mean, we have with four commits, which of course is not a lot, but that's actually kind of huge for 25. And I kind of wanted to um, ex- kind of explain why I think this is happening right now. So this is my theory. As y'all know, I like to theory with a lot of the stuff that I do, and we'll get everybody's thoughts on this. But um, so with 23 and 24, we had basically 
unlimited scholarships for freshmen. You could go up to your 83, 85 roster, man roster as far as scholarships go. So that's why you start seeing bigger classes, which to me is a huge deal, especially when you're bringing in new coaches. They're bringing the new regime comes in. They're adding new pieces. Luckily, we only replaced so many staff members, mainly the defensive side of the ball and our OC. Um, but you, you – you got the opportunity to really refill your roster and start to build something that you want that's your players really fast. Well, 25, they they lifted the restriction of 25 players per class for 23 and 24 because they opened the transfer portal as well. And since everybody has an immediate eligibility, things got, got you know, squirrely. So they gave a two-year hiatus on the limit. The expectation is by 25 of the NCAA, which we know the NCAA don't do anything, right? They'll actually have an idea of what they want to do with Transfer Portal unless they let Congress do it, which is stupid. But I'll digress. We'll talk about that another time. They'll have a decision with size as well as Transfer Portal by 25. And so 25 is expected to go back to the 25 kids. Well, I'm thinking with these players, they're realizing that, oh, I want my spot. <laughs> I want to come play for this staff. I already love this staff. I don't see a point in waiting and prolonging it. That's where I want to go. I want to get my spot up front, and that's what they're doing. So do not be surprised if you see more 25s commit over the next six months or you see a lot of them really commit at the end of this season once their evaluation periods are over and we start to see true star ratings. So keep that in mind when you look at this class. But it's crazy, man. Kevin Sperry out there recruiting. Like, is he on staff? Have they already started paying him? Because well, not, it feels like it. <laughs> not only not only is that happening, but – I mean, don't get me wrong. All staffs identify kids in each class that they want, especially in future uh, future classes. But just the fact that you're able to go ahead and you're, you're you're seeing those relationships pay off. I mean, these kids are pulling the trigger pretty quick. You know, it's it's not a it's not a you know six month ordeal. It's a you know one two visits and like, hey, no, nah, I'm 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 done. Like this is my recruitment, all the rest of that. And if you kind of see the trend, more um. A lot of these kids that <clears throat> that we're getting and that we're heavy on, they don't like the recruiting process. They don't like yep. the yeah the drain of it. So it's kind of one of those things where, I, I mean, obviously I'm not gonna say that's that's the kids that we're targeting. I think we're going after the best of the best, but mm-hmm. we're just starting to see that with a lot more recruits now. It's it's pretty interesting that that's kind of went, you know, that way could, opposed to you know like oh boy. Uh, who was it? The CB that uh, that committed to uh, Florida State over over Colorado. That was crazy. <laughs> yeah, Charles Lester the third. Yeah, yeah, I was Charles a little Lester. shocked on that one. Yeah, but but I was, Chris, I, you're you're dead right. I mean, it's when you draw this out, it's just consistent. There's no peace. There's no there's no time that uh, that you know your phone goes off and you don't know who it is. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you got crazy fans. You got coaches. There's articles coming out. People are, you know, tagging you on stuff, and so, um, you know, it 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 makes it, um, it, it makes it, you know, less enjoyable. And that's that's, uh, you know, this is supposed to be a fun process, and yeah. you know, you're you're supposed to. This is a this is a time to where you've got a lot of people who want you to come, and uh, you know, this is still, I mean, it, it, you got to think of, uh, you know, Williams and Wary, like it, you potentially gets grounded right the you know we don't know what's we'll going talk on. about that <laughs> yeah you know but you don't know what odd but you know like uh you know it, did the words be like you know like i'm like the number one player in the nation right now you know come mm-hmm. out of his mouth or something like that and 
it's just an extremely, extremely uh, taxing, uh, taxing thing. And so, uh, you know, we try to not, uh, I, you know, I personally try to, you know, not make that worse for, for guys. Cause I know that they've got it uh, stacked up already. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Right. And so looking at the way this 24 class is shaping out, we're moving up the charts with everybody. Um, this class can potentially move, finish top three. If we continue to do what we're doing like right now, at two four seven, we're fifteen. At on three, we're um, we're what? What's that? Sixteen, which are really the two I'm looking at the most. And I think with rivals, we are. Let me pull it back up because we've been shifting because of all these commitments and five stars that have been going to Auburn over the last few days. And yes, Hank, we have checked on Ty recently, Ty. and Ty is doing just fine as of right. <laughs> I can't wait until Wednesday. Oh, man, SEC Connect is going to be great. So join us there. We also do the SEC Connect every week. You know, me, Ty, Chris, uh, Nino's Corner as well, SD from Fan uh, Fanatic Perspective. We all talk SEC ball on that channel. I usually stream it on my channel, too. That way you can watch us all. Uh, Chris yeah. does as well over at the Horn Down Podcast. Great time. And I'm definitely probably be on around the table on Monday just to talk through it because Ty's, Ty's going through it because, I mean, overall what it is, the bigger thing with it is this. Auburn is paying like crazy. They no. are this Hugh Freeze. He did it at I mean, we allegedly he did it at Ole Miss. How you get you think he got Laramie Tunsil and uh, most of the players they had on that roster when he was really good at coaching himself? You know, he got himself in trouble, but I'll digress on that. We're 16th on rival as well, but our averages as far as stars and stuff goes is like in the top 10. Mm-hmm. So our class is still small because we still got a lot of players that we're waiting on. But overall, we're putting together a healthy class of yeah. blue chip players that when you look back on it, you're gonna be like, oh man. That and that's that's one that's that's one of the big things. You know, it's it's cliche to say it's kind of you know lame to say, oh well, don't worry about the David Stones of the world because you should look at the players in our class. But no, look at the players in our class. These we got some dudes back there. Uh, uh, in, in this class, man, like, you know, going into the spring game, even though we had a few commits, you're still excited about them. You know, you're seeing four-star safety. You're in conversation with this guy. You're in conversation with that kid. I mean, like, it's 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 really interesting, man. And, I mean, that's just, a, that's just a process. Let's be real. We were going after these same kids a few years ago, and I'm not even going to knock Lincoln Riley, Alex Grinch, or nothing like that. Let them be. They're doing what they got to do at USC. But the fact of the matter is, is that we're not just in those conversations. We're just not on those top six, top eight graphics anymore. We're actually getting these kids and we're actually heavy in the conversation. Um, you know, sad to say, but when a David Hicks chooses Texas A&M, we all know he's choosing Texas A&M over OU. You know, yeah. it's not, you know, he's choosing Texas A&M over Florida, Alabama, Auburn, something like that. He's choosing them over basically OU. So you're in that conversation now. And you're aiming after those five-star kids. But, I mean, the thing is, is just, dude, we got some dogs in this class. And we got some kids. You're, you're stacking talent. And you're seeing that talent. The hardest thing for me, the hardest thing, okay. Obviously, it was the season was hard. Obviously, the season was hard last year. But one of the tough, more tougher things to watch last year was seeing Clemson and their defense basically running the same thing we're running, but having the athletes and don't, don't get me wrong, those are athletes that Todd Bates, Venables, and all them recruited, 
but the athletes, the caliber of athlete and that competitive depth that we've been talking about for these past few weeks, seeing them have that and seeing them be able to run that, that their variation of, of the defense now with their, you know, well, I mean, it's the same thing, but it, it just was hard, man. It was like, damn. So that's what it's supposed to look like. Okay. So if this, when this works, we're going to be like, damn, that was a great call, but you know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fair. All right. <sighs> let her Give me a second. All right. We let y'all wait 21 minutes. I wanted to give a little praise and worship to the commitments we recently got, you know, for 25, 24, what Emmett Jones is doing, all that jazz, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Kamori Moore just committed defensive tackle from case uh up the case casey area same team as williams benary uh, and i know you all want to talk about him so we're going to go dive right into commitment watches and then we'll jump into the actual players that committed but Kamori moore is one that i'm really excited about another 25 class guy it, that 25 class like i said is going to be special they have already started bonding and they're starting to go after the players that they want as teammates and i can tell that they're being selective about who they're going after so let's start talking about the conversation is going to probably lead us in for like the next hour, probably two. Commitment watches, right? We've got what six commitments that we're keeping our eyes on right now. You have tomorrow, which is Michael Patterson McDonald's commitment. I will be there at Westmore High School. I'm going to stream it here on this channel. So if you are subscribed, go ahead and look for the live. Uh, the next live after this one's over, you will see another one by the end of the day that you can go ahead and make sure you get a notification or just turn on the notification bell. That way you get notified as soon as that live goes uh, live. I will be there physically in town. I've got my tripod this time. We're going to get set up, hang out and uh, chop it up with him. We'll see who's all there with us, too. But we will be going live and watching uh, him commit. I anticipate he'll be a sooner. I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm not going to even cheer or beat around the bush. It feels like it's Oklahoma's to lose. And the way that the way that he moves, it seems like he's really excited about staying close to home, letting family see him playing with his friends, potentially, in which we're going to talk about Caden Durham and all the fun with him in a minute. But I wanted to start off with that part. Coop, how you feeling about MPM? You think that that is a close tomorrow night? Uh, I mean, nothing, nothing's been said for quite a long time. You know, this is a guy that, uh, you know, is is Stu uh, Stone's friend. Um, we made him a priority, not uh, just because of David, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, I don't see it being anything besides OU. And, um, again, if that's, if you've got, uh, you know, best friends with Jaden Jackson and then Patterson McDonald also there, uh, I, I mean, there's either a really, 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 uh, let's see here, villainous way that stone handled everything and just got his boys rides to OU, or he's going to be a sooner. And uh, that just <laughs> right. doesn't sound like that doesn't sound like stone. And, and I, and I brought this up a few, a few weeks ago, you know, I, I feel like when uh, that A&M linebacker commit came with David Hicks last year, it was to basically, you know, stay in his ear, uh, you know, about A&M um, this, that ain't it. Like stone, you know, escorted and hosted essentially both Jaden Jackson and Michael Patterson McDonald at times. And so, yeah, I, I, it, I just don't see it going any other way. 
I can totally see that. Chris, how you feeling? I feel good, man. I, I feel like, I mean, here's the thing. We don't all, we don't all know. We see the crystal balls. We see all the rest of that stuff pop up, but I just feel like the guys we've been going after the Winaries, the, 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 the stones, all the rest of them. I think it's a foregone conclusion, man. I think it's a great fit scheme fit for all these kids that we're still yeah. targeting out here. The ones that we're trying to get that we've been talking about uh, for these past few months. And I, I just don't see any other way. What happened to Jay? There you go. I'm back. <laughs> I had to move some stuff to around. I had an error. <laughs> <laughs> I had an error, so I had to uh, do something. But yeah, continue. Oh no, I was gonna let you go. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, yeah, no. I, like I said, I think that he is. I think that's gonna be a done deal. So mm-hmm. that's probably the most exciting one. That is the thirty-first. Next on the list is. Uh, I so so. Well, Isosa is the 14th, right? Yeah. So he's not next. The next one is the one that everybody's here to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Williams Winery. So, all right. Told this to Coop in the green room. We've talked about this in text. Let me hip you out a game to where I see things when it comes to recruiting. So, you know, y'all know me. I read tea leaves. I do less insider stuff, more reading tea leaves, trying to see if I can put the piece together because I'm a big theory person. And... The one thing that I pay attention to is what happens closer to dead periods as well as right before early signing day and national signing day when it comes to teams going after players. Like when you start seeing top fives and top threes come out from the kids, pay attention to what those schools around them are doing close to the time a commitment is expected. So if they have a commitment day set, like when Neary has one for now it's August 7th. It was supposed to have been the 1st. We don't know if that was like accurate or not. Now it's the 7th is what Parker Thune had reported and everybody else has reported. So I'm not technically regurgitating anything. Everybody knows this at this point. So the thing to pay attention to is this. As soon as there's like a top two that everybody's expecting to battle for a player and you start seeing that that school starts recruiting other kids at that exact same position around commitment time, that is traditionally a white flag. That means that the school realizes that now we need to backfill or we need to have a second option just in case we lose that recruitment. I say that because not just to say that's what Missouri did. Now Missouri just offered a defensive end Jalen Brown literally yesterday that told me that was a white flag, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't guarantee it. I only say that because we did the same thing last year when we started offering Taylor Wine and Marcus Strong, Ashton Sanders. Initially, we were evaluating them when we missed out on some particular players we're going off, namely David Hicks. We started going after other players because we need to still fill our recruitment, but we had players in mind. It's no shade to those players. I think all of them is going to stand out. Ashton Sanders, Champ Sanders is probably one of my favorite ones. Dude's going to be a monster for us. He was, I'm so yeah. glad we got him. Every school does it. So pay attention to those tea leaves. And one person that noticed it, Monty uh, Cisco, you're in the chat. I saw you in here not too long ago. Monty tweeted out earlier. That's the exact same thing I was thinking. Like, huh. Why did they offer that defensive end today of all days? Because the reporting that's been coming down the line, and I've been seeing it all over Twitter lately, is that Missouri wants Winery on campus. If they can get him on campus, they think they can close the deal. 
NIL wise, I bet you they're going to throw them hit their entire NIL collective. Now we're not going to go after any of the players. You're the only one we want, which makes sense. In-state guy, mm-hmm. close to home, we mm-hmm. would do the same thing to an Okie. Believe me, we're doing yeah. it for the Oklahoma kids now. So my theory, long-winded, but comes together. The reason that you see some of these schools offering kids right around town a commitment comes in is because they're waving the white flag. Chris, what's your thoughts? My thoughts on it is this right here. I don't know who the hell is coaching up there at um, at Missouri, at least on the on that D line. I feel like obviously they would have a good D line coach. Um, I, I could have swore Parker talked about it the other day on his uh, on his Twitter space. But regardless, though, I mean, the opportunity to play with. <clears throat> I mean, we've seen crazier things happen, but the opportunity to play with a David Stone potentially to play with some of the other guys that you're going to have on this defensive line. Not only that, but, uh, you know, you're going to have a R. Mason Thomas, a P.J. Adebarara. Uh, uh, you're going to have guys like that out there, uh, you know, making plays and, and doing their thing. Um, my, my thoughts about it is just, you know, why go to a place where you're most likely going to be on an island? Who's going to be mm-hmm. opposite of you to where they're, you know, that they're, 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 demanding a double team themselves or they're demanding some type of scheme um uh a play from the offensive line to account for that that person the entire time you know you can do whatever you want but you're going to be on an island and it's going to be rough for you especially being in the sec or whatnot um my thing about about uh, missouri is is that if missouri is the place that you go I think you kind of play the long game to not only see how the season shakes out, but to see what potentially do they lose and who and, and who do they actually bring back? Because it's not guaranteed that Luther Burden is just going to stay there. I mean, you could say it all you want, but you know this quarterback is not getting him the numbers that he needs. The talent is going to be there, but it are, is his draft stock going to ever get any higher? He's going to be a sophomore this yeah. year, going to his junior year, and he could potentially jump in. So. Thing is, he may love that place. They may give him all the NIL deals. He's right there at home. But at the same time, a Bama or somebody else comes knocking, and I'm sure that somebody has this summer probably offered him an entire bag or whatnot. But, you know, they're going to have a pretty good receiving core this year. Um, shout out to Theo Weiss. I hope he has a great year. But like I said, I'm just not confident in the staff up there. And um, what's his name? Drinkowitz? Or how yeah, Eli Drinkwitz. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the moxie. I, I like the attitude and the confidence that he does that he does bring to that program, but I'm not necessarily confident. Last year, we saw them in spurts look pretty damn good. They look pretty stout. The defense mm-hmm. looked pretty stout. Um, Georgia game, especially, is one that pokes out like a sore thumb. They probably should have won that game, but they just didn't have the I said they didn't have the offensive firepower last year. They had weapons, but quarterback and all the rest of that. But that that and that's a that's a great point, Chicken. I don't know if he makes it past this year. So that's kind of something yeah. that I because he's been there a while, and that's a great point because I don't know yeah. how confident are you that he's going to be there, regardless of what happens this year. I, in my mind, I think that BV is still guaranteed another like two or three years at least just to try to see, to give him a fair shot at this job. Yeah. And Drinkwitz just got a contract extension 
with the pay raise, what was that last year? It was a two-year extension. They gave him that. So it was signed through 25, now it's signed through 27. But what I did read is that they lowered his uh, buyout if they decide to fire him, basically. So doesn't sound like a vote of confidence. They're like, look, we'll give you an extension, but at the same time, we may have to go ahead and if we need to fire you, we're going to fire you. So uh, real quick, someone, this there was a question in here that I had to highlight and point out. Mike Hawk, why, are we, why the heck are we competing with Mizzou? They are poo. You are 100% correct, but I'm going to keep it gangster. I'm going to keep it real. When you're going after in-state players and you got the money, they're going to throw it at them. Like, if there's anything, I think they're throwing their entire collective at them. And sometimes it's more than just, I want the bag. Remember, Missouri's only an hour away, which has always been our, you know, our selling point to Oklahoma City kids, and even with Dallas kids, is that you're only three hours away. You're not very far. It's a very, it's a day trip. It's easy to get in and out and see family. Missouri's selling that same thing because that's a five-hour drive for Winery to get here. That's just that's always it's, that's the thing to think about. Five hours is a lot longer of a trip for family than it is three, or even one. So y'all know this. If you got kids and been in the car with kids for a long period of time, you understand you ain't got no problem with doing an hour drive. Yeah. Three hours is, is 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 pushing it. Five, you might want to pull somebody's hair out. <laughs> so yeah. think about it in that perspective. But that's the reason why um, that's that's really the bigger play there. It's the, yeah, that's what it is. Pooh, what's up? I didn't think you'd actually pull up, man. So you kind of check on us, you and Truth are in here. So I appreciate y'all showing some love. Uh, remember, uh, we're definitely out doing Texas and recruiting right now. So I digress. Cool. What, what, how you feel about the theory? What, what's your thoughts on Winery and, and you know, that rhyme? That was a bar. Just keep that in mind. There you go. There you go. Uh, no, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go around. But I, here's what it did, uh, I, I will say is um, Lee Summit North, that trip gets a little bit easier when you got a road trip crew uh, of the Mosey family and mm-hmm. you got Kamora Moore and those folks coming in. And so, um, it, it, again, it, I, I, I don't think Georgia is even, it, I think it's OU in Missouri. I think that mm-hmm. Georgia, I think that, that we weathered that storm that's gone. Whereas at Missouri, he may be the, the absolute number one, um, you know, on the line and Georgia, he's just another one on the line. Uh, I think the disciplinary stuff and, and, you know, how his family operates, um, you know, that, 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 that hurt a little bit. Uh, Missouri, I, for and, and, I, and I saw these dates. I think Missouri was the first in offering him. We were, you know, but this, this coaching staff wasn't even here yet. Um, so, again, uh, tomorrow starts a dead period. We don't yep. have any conversations going on. I promise you that he is getting several conversations. Uh, you know, Coach Mosey is up there definitely, uh, you know, saying it, it, this is up to you. But by the time you get there, that those people you are committed to, they may not even be there. Uh, so w- what do you want to do at that point? Uh, PJ it plays a massive portion in this. Caden Green plays a massive portion in this. So, and then guess what? How would you like to be Missouri? You lost PJ last year. Hey, say they don't even talk about that. You know what's funny? Before you even continue, I'm gonna let you continue. But first, now they act like he don't exist. 
I love oh, the no, trolling yeah. that they do on that. It's the funniest thing I've seen on Twitter like the entire like time. Like, who is this guy? I don't know who he is. But continue. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Javian Clowney? I've never heard of this guy. Um, so, <laughs> but, but yeah, so you get PJ last year. PJ is going to ball. Um, you get Caden Green, Bill Biedenbaugh's number one, I mean, highest rated, you know, commit ever. And then say you pick, pick, uh, man, what first thing I want to do is I want to try to get him on here and I want to ask him, bro, give me the pronunciation and it ha- help me out. How, what, what's the alliteration that I need to keep in my head? Because, uh, I always want to say no, it just, I'm always messed up on that, but we get Williams in town. And then they've got another guy in the 25 class, too, that is going to be a, a, a freaking stud, too. So, yes, I saw it. We're going to have ourselves a nice little uh, Lee Summit North pipeline. We got Brent Venables runs Kansas, and he's doing a great job in Kansas for that elite talent. So if you are elite in Kansas, it's now seen, or you know, even Missouri. It's the line, right? Uh, so. I, you know, again, Jeff and I'll, and I'll, I'll hop in here. Jeff's last question. Did Oregon do anything special this weekend? You know, Jay and I talked a little bit of it in the green room opinions is I think that trip was set up. I think honoring the word uh, coach Mosey still has a job to do and he still has dudes all over the place in, in his team. And so it was all right. We're going to honor this trip. We're going to go this. We're going to go out because this trip, that trip was originally uh, for was it was late September, October, and uh, they moved it up, you know, around the uh, commitment date. So yeah. I think next Tuesday, I think we're all happy. Uh, I would say be more focused about being happy about the opportunities we got. Uh, no troll in Missouri. Uh, you know, again, yeah. all 17 of those guys on Twitter, they're, they're having at it, but let's, uh, let's, <laughs> yeah, you know, like they're going to disappear again. Like the USC fans. As I, thank you, Coop. I, I'm maybe <clears throat> choke over here. Yes. Don't <laughs> hurt the only 17 of them left. They get, they still get to fill up, fill up a stadium with those 17 people. We don't want to break their hearts, but no, on a serious note that that's exactly it. That visit to Oregon was, and this is, like I said, me and Coop talked about it. We were theory crafting around it. It makes sense if Coach Mosey, who has so many kids on his roster, heck, his son was going anyway. His son is being heavily recruited by them. Isaiah, you want to make sure that you don't burn those relationships or bridges because he's got other kids that may not be who Oklahoma's going to recruit but he wants to get them into a college. And so you don't want to burn bridges with school. So if you say that, you, that you're going to come out there, I think that's why I was moved up. It's like, you know what? We want to get the commitment done. We want to be over with in August. So let's do an official end of July. That way we can get out there, fulfill our commitment, and get out of there. So that's, that's, that's what we were thinking uh, with that. The family both said they wanted to do it, and they got it done. Can we uh... – I got, some, I got some questions in here I'm going to jump into. Oh, yeah, I about now, there, here's one. This, this is a good question. And I'm going to keep it a buck. I think Winery has the higher ceiling. Mm. I think PJ is a freak. I always compare him to Javon Curse because that's who I feel like he reminds me of. Um, length, speed, strength, natural strength, uh, makes me, yeah, he's going to be a freak of nature, but I think Winery is one of those generational defensive linemen, Miles Garrett, Aaron Donald, um, you know what I'm saying? Just walk on the field and just dominate without 
even trying. Tommy Harris. I think he's a Tommy Harris type of talent. He, I think I think PJ and Stoney are closer to a Gerald McCoy than a Tommy Harris. And Gerald McCoy was a monster in college. Well, here, here, here's my only disagreement with that is that PJ hasn't been playing all that long, and PJ is still right. raw. And PJ is a really, really he has range. He has range. I, oh no, I, he does. I agree. I yeah. I would say let me let me see this year and then and then well let me see, yeah let me see this year and, and I, mm-hmm. then I can give a better answer but I would just say that you know a lot of times those kids who are who are a little bit more raw you can kind of you know because you can mold them into really what you want them want them to be and I think that a guy like PJ in my opinion obviously with Nary I mean hey just take your pick you know pick your poison whichever one you want. But a guy like PJ, in my opinion, is just a simple fact that this is the type of player that Ty Bates, that Venables want. They want a freak athlete that they can teach how to play this position. And so yep. that's how it tends me to disagree just a tad bit. Yeah. And I, I get you. I'm, 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 I get you with that. Go ahead, Coop. Hey, you know, here's the thing also is – You've got uh, Todd Bates and Chavis. They want guys just like Beanball wants. They want guys who can do multiple things. Yeah. You know, could you slide? Could you slide in? Um, you know, somebody who keeps on getting forgotten in this conversation. You know, a Nigel Smith. Uh, you imagine throwing in a Nigel Smith. Uh, you know, slide him inside. Maybe even throw uh, Williams on the inside. And then you roll out Adebayo uh, on, you know, as an edge guy. Like it, it just, you know, I what did I heard somebody compare um, uh, Williams to? Uh, uh, oh gosh, Chris, uh, Chris Jones, uh, Chris Jones for Casey, Chris yeah, Jones, Chris Jones for Casey, yeah, you know, yeah. dudes or Calais Campbell, guys who were just, you know, absolute Maulers. just freaks <laughs> of nature. Yeah, and, and like you could say, like. Put them on the edge, or hey, let's stand them up and just scare people. Uh, the the deal is, is it's it's pass rush, it's raw athleticism, and, and I I don't care what their comps are. It, and this guy's the number one player in the in, in the nation. PJ, uh, like in that social uh, network movie when you know they're they're talking about you know monetizing Facebook, he's like, we don't even know what it is yet. And I think that that's they're still trying to figure out what do we have here. I yeah. mean, the guy's obviously the guy's obviously like doesn't even know he's Superman yet. No, exactly it. I mean, but imagine PJ Champ Sanders, Nigel Smith, David Stone, Williams Winery, Dominic McKinley. We'll talk about him in a few minutes. Um, Wyatt Gilmore throwing all of these players, Jane Jackson, all of those in the middle with Phil Paella, oh, yeah. as well as Dejon T- Terry, just. Imagine all these big boys just all just circling around and playing like all together over the next two years. My God, I am terrified for other teams. It would be the greatest defensive line haul since Texas A&M did it, in which, shockingly, those are the only players on that team that's still there. Elijah Robinson is a monster when it comes to that. But, yes, Tommy's been my my uh, compare, my comp for mm-hmm. Winery this whole time. Uh, just, just the freakishness. It's, that's what it is. Now, um, I know, Pooh, you got a question. I'm going to pop that one up a little bit later when we talk about party at the Palace. 
because uh, I definitely want to talk about Danny Okoye, you know, the local boy that we need to figure out a way to get our hands on. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of the Winery news. We're waiting until August. I put it like this. Everybody's reporting August 7th. I ain't seen nothing from him. So I'm just going to yeah. tell you that. Keeping it a buck. We ain't seen a thing from him at all. We've seen everybody else say these dates. We ain't seen nothing from him. But the last thing I did remember was that co- his coach, Jamar Mosey, did say that the goal was to get this done before the season starts. They wanted, they were looking at the beginning of August, maybe around the 1st, maybe around the – he said around the 1st at the time, but then Parker reported he's expecting it on the 7th. They want it over with so they can focus on football and focus on everything else. Uh, him being grounded, that's still a funny story that was going around on the boards. I've heard on numerous times that it's true. And so, but we just got to wait on the details coming down the line. Somebody's going to somebody's gonna have a tell-all correction. Parker Thune over at <laughs> OU Insider will probably have a tell-all once he actually signs on the line, which is dotted on commitment date. Because most likely most of these kids, I think most, if not all, and when I say most, I'm thinking 85% up will be early enrollees. They like them to come in the spring so they can start putting them in the Schmitty system and get them going. But I expect Parker to uh, actually have this then. So keep your eyes open for Parker Thune's writings. If you're not subscribed to OU Insider, go ahead and do it or watch them on Under the Visor podcast. I guarantee you he'll have some detailed content because he has the best relationships, I think, of anybody in the KC area. Lori asked this question. This is a good one. Is he going to take another trip to Missouri before he commits? That is why I pointed out that uh, offer that they made. They offered Jaden Brown. I think they do not expect him to show up. If they expected Winiri to show up before dead period, which is they can only get him in by tomorrow, I don't think they make that offer. I think the offer does not happen. That, to me, closed the deal. And that's why I said I feel like a white flag. We're done. We're going to go ahead and just throw that bad boy in there. That's what it felt like with that offer. And so anticipate that. All right. <laughs> Let's move on from Winery Talk. And to the one today that was supposed to be, well, it was stated as an announcement. And then the word commitment was thrown out. And then announcement was thrown out. And then commitment. And then an announcement happened. Caden Durham. Now, we're going to talk about Stoney in a minute, and we'll talk about Daniel Collier. We'll focus on the trenches, and then we'll come back with uh, Party on the Palace stuff to wrap up, which this is definitely going to go long, so just stick around with us. We appreciate you pulling up. If you have not done it yet, hit that like button, and if you're new to the channel, subscribe. We would love to have you join this great family as we've got Chris from the Horns Down Podcast, ah, my boy Coop, who always pulls up. Um, helping me run this uh, channel and show we're going to start making this bad boy into some elite content. And so let's talk about Caden Durham. So Caden Durham went on IG live at three o'clock. So let's backtrack. First, you saw all the stuff that happened with stone. He had an announcement. The announcement was he's finally got a date, which is August 26th, which is when IMG plays on ESPN. I'm not sure who they play, but they will be on there. Right. And so because of that, Caden Durham decided that um, I am going to um, change my commitment date. He said, I'm changing my commitment date. So, oh, snap. Everybody started freaking out. 
And I'm going to be honest, I freaked out too. The reason why I freaked out is because he's in Baton Rouge. He was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And he's at the boot. And he decided to change his commitment date. I was like, oh, yeah, we lost that battle. We've lost the opportunity to get him to come back to Oklahoma and play with Stoney and Michael Patterson McDonald and Xavier Robinson since they all grew up together. Thought we lost it. I go on IG Live. I turn it on about two minutes before. And he's like, all right, give me two minutes. It's going to go down. I go to get water. I walk back to my phone at three on the dot, and it was gone. <laughs> the live had stopped. I'm like, what the heck happened? Did he just throw up a shirt and then turn it off? He's an ultimate troll, so keep that in mind. I like Caden Durham a lot. He's a troll. He dropped a top three graphic. Oklahoma, LSU, and Texas A&M. So, Chris, we'll start with you. Caden Durham had everybody in a tizzy. Do you see us possibly winning this, or do you think that LSU or A&M has now moved further in the lead? Uh-uh. Let me ask you a question with a question. I, I, I okay. think the thing is, is, should we even take three running backs? I'm going to say yes. Okay. And I'll say yes for one reason. Why's that? If we're going to have a bunch of two-sport two athletes, it's better to keep them durable for multiple sports and have options. That's mm-hmm. it. Because I also heard that Caden Durham wants to play like slot receiver and do end He wants to be used as a gadget guy and not just a every down back. So I think that's why you go ahead and make them a take. I mean, yeah, obviously Percy Harvin is, you know, probably <laughs> the first right. Yeah, right. that would be kind of the, the, the uh, poor man's, you know, Percy Harvin. But, I mean, I'm just saying, Jay, I mean, look, man, you know, you got another year of Sawchuck, another year of Bournes. Um, hell, Majors could probably still come back. I think he may have another year. Uh, then you got um, Hicks. Smothers, who a lot of people think is probably your best running back on campus. Some people think he's he's just that damn good. Um, and now you got Tatum, and then you got the kid from um uh from Carl Albert as oh, well. Yeah, Xavier Robinson. You got Zay um, Robinson. So I mean the thing is is that I that's another scholarship that you could be, you know, holding to, to look for somebody on that on that D line if somebody doesn't commit that you're you're saying, you know kind of in, in in the later part of the class or later part of the recruiting cycle, the second phase. But, no, I mean, in, in my opinion, I, I think this one is is LSU's to lose simply because of what they can offer with the track program. Yeah. And what they probably would, would use him as. I think they'd be more inclined to try to figure that out for him. I Don't get me wrong. Lebby, as creative as, as he is with some of the things that he tries to, to put in there, um, especially with the jet sweeps, different things like that, using those kids in the slot. I think you're going to see that, a lot of that with Brennan Thompson this year, um, opposed to uh, just mainly seeing, you know, like a Drake Stoops or um, Gavin Freeman running running those plays or whatnot. But at the same time, I'm, I'm not confident in this recruitment. I think the kid's a talented kid, but at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of more inclined to save that scholarship or hold that scholarship for, for somebody else down the line. And, and mostly on the defensive side. I, and that's just me simply because, like I said, talented kid, not saying that we we wouldn't take him, we don't have a spot for him. I'm just under, uh, under the impression I don't think you take three backs in one cycle. 
Okay, I got you. I got you. And so I'll give my full opinion on everything um, in just a minute. But this was pointed out a second ago by Hank. I was scrolling and I accidentally got it. This is the last year you can take as many recruits as you want. So you eat when you can and you take away from everybody else. Because I'll say this. There's one team that I don't want to play. I don't want to play against him when he's at LSU. I would rather him go where we would never see him. So, uh, Coop, thoughts? What you feeling? I know. It's <laughs> – we just haven't been losing many of these battles here recently, the ones that we really felt good about. And so, it, you know, there's that. And, and, and I, I pull the, you know, it, does the guy want to come and be here? And mm-hmm. if he doesn't, and if he, you know, I, I said, you know, he, he could be a flight risk when it comes to Olympics and to track and stuff like that. Uh, you know, the win eight at 10, two versus the 10, five, whatever. I don't know what even that means because I was never that fast. So, um, so, but, 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 you know, with the depth on at running back um, that we've got already uh, and the guys that we have shots at from, all over the country next year for the 25 class. Um, this is one that we could afford if it happens. Now, whereas everybody here, I hear everybody says Stone could do anything. He could commit to play for the Saskatchewan Roughnecks or something like that. Um, like, I don't think that he's doing anything besides what I think he's going to do. Now, with Durham, you know, I I just, I just say this is uh, – it, you know, he he can sh- he could. Uh, it's going to be LSU or OU. I don't think he's going mm-hmm. to. A&M. And as long as he doesn't go to A and M, that uh, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with you there. And so, all right. So my thoughts behind this, and and as Hank mentioned, this is kind of the reason why I say you take three backs. Is is that? And then Stephen pointed this out too. Gray, we had issues with Gray with injuries, unfortunately. Hopefully this year we get the bounce back out of him to give us the Kennedy Brook type season, along with Javante Barnes and Salchuk. You know, it'd be nice if we can figure out a way to get three one thousand yard rushers. I know it sounds absurd, but you know why not? Just you know, dream right, dream big. Dream big, baby. I'm here, I'm here to dream big in the Levy offense. And Levy's offense is built specifically to have a bunch of runners and a lot of running with passes. So injuries do stack up. That's why you take multiples. And like I said, because they're going to be playing two sports, um, the struggle I have, I do think LSU leads now. And I say that because LSU track is absurdly good. Yeah. Absurdly good. And so – that is what, um, yeah, that's what I think is that LSU is leading because of that. But we may try to work our way in and because we're going to be running in the SEC now, which is a big deal. That's going to help us. And Monty, go ahead and throw the bird out here at us. You know, somebody's made a rumor that Caden's brother's trying to transfer to OU for track and just the messenger. Yeah, I'm putting you on blast, Monty. I appreciate you popping that phone there uh, because – I heard the rumor too. All right, let's move on into the next one. Stony. No, so we've got uh well Josh Isosa, the uh lineman from Edmond. He is mid August. When is Grant Bricks supposed to be doing his commitment? Do we have a date for When's him? When's he committing to OU? I don't know if he has a date yet. 
I don't recall oh. seeing anything on the social media because he doesn't actually post anything on social media. So I don't sense that he has anything. Nope, he hadn't posted anything since June. So we're just going to wait for Grant Briggs to make his decision. The next one's going to be Josh Isosa. All right. Um, I'm not even going to argue on that one. That's us. Any Any objection? Any objection to us winning that one? Another offensive lineman for beating Bo to really have as a great project. I'm going to drop some film on him soon, too. Because of him and Eugene Brooks together. Ooh, wee. Ooh. Ooh. Wee. That line is going to look nice. <laughs> we, we talked about it, too. You know, you've got um, uh, Brooks just got uh, his Under Armour All American invite. So he just committed to play in that game. Yep. That's huge. That tells you something right there. And then he goes out there and shows out. What do we get? Greatness. Yep. Greatness as we expect. Um, Chris, you got anything on that one? Like I said, bro, I I, I just not a fan of taking three three backs. I feel like there's 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 a scholarship for somebody out there that you can actually that you could really use. And I think you may circle back. If 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 I'm right. And, and and my confidence is very high for this season. Like really, like it, it's it's real. It's not fabricated. It's not just a you know emotional high off the Lincoln Raleigh you know uh, thing that happened last year or whatnot. But fact of the matter is, is that if this season goes the way that it's supposed to go, I think there's a couple of kids that you circle back on. And I agree. I, I you know I know this is that you can you can take as many kids as you as you want or whatnot, but how many scholarships can you to legitimately give out? You know, so the Peyton Pierces of the world and, and kids like that, you're still I don't think you're out of the doghouse with those guys. I think that if you go out there and have a season um, that you're that you're supposed to have this year, there's a question um, uh, uh, and there is a conversation that has to be asked and, and that has to be had. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just my thoughts. I just don't think that you take three backs, and I think that you got your your running back room. You're deep, and I know we're talking about injury bugs, this and that, whatever the case may be. We got to get those kids on campus first, but at the same time, we got to see how it shapes out. I know transfer portal, all the rest of that stuff, but I mean, it, you never know what's going to happen now in college football uh, nowadays with this NIL era. But at the same time, I think that you could put that scholarship towards somebody else that that is going to help us, especially, you know, strengthening those those numbers. Like linebacker room, I think we're fine. But at the same time, like I said, Peyton Pierce, those these are guys that, you know, you definitely wanted but have already yeah. kind of committed. So I think there's some other guys out there that you could possibly uh, circle back to. No, you're not wrong on that. I it's I, But I, I still go back to my default statement. Like Hank said, you just take them if you can. And just because it's this year, next year is going to be different. That Next year is when we'll really evaluate the numbers and the depths and who we got, who we ain't got. And no, Hank, I will not settle for 3,000 for the team. I want 3,000-yard rushers. So that give, me, give me about 3,500 because I need DG to run for uh, 500 as well. So then I'm good. How about that? Yeah. We'll, we'll settle there. <laughs> we'll settle there. Um, stoning. So next date we have, well, Caden Durham is supposed to be August 25th now. We don't he that was the date he put out as his official date. He ain't gave us an actual date. 
since he gave his top three. So I'm anticipating that's going to be still be the 25th. We'll say that 26 is David Stone. And so, of course, David Stone, latest intel on him and tea leaves that I've been reading on that is that I still think that he's totally going to be a sooner. I don't see a reason why he wouldn't. If he's going to commit on the 26th, it feels like all his visits are done. Stoney to Oklahoma. Um, I'm wondering, honestly, this is one question I have. I know that July 20th, he went back to IMG to start training. I wonder if I'm going to see him tomorrow at uh, Michael Patterson McDonald's commitment. Because they're like that. wonder if he's going to be back for that. Huh. Let's just, you know, spitball here. If he shows up for that, that's a guarantee. But, but, I don't, I still anticipate Stone's going to be here. Coop, how you feeling on Stoney? Uh, there's just so, I mean, it's just, there's so much that, that there's just not much wavering. I mean, the defensive line, this, we obviously are going after guys, um, you know, whether it's the 24 class or the 25 class stacking them with guys we got last year. Um, uh, I'm a huge fan of what David has been doing for this whole, um, this whole deal. Um, all of the social media, you know, he has leveraged the NIL the way that you're supposed to do. Um, all the good news gave us um, hope that we were going to rack up nine of the world's greatest defensive linemen. And we got really, really, uh, we got really, really, uh, I, I guess, greedy uh, really fast um, here. Here. I mean, I, I think stone is a sooner. I think that, the whole conversation with him this whole entire time has been go out, do your stuff, um, you know, enjoy your process. He has helped others out in the process. I think that um, I've repeated it over in ad nauseum. He has uh, he has his um, these conversations with the other defensive linemen, the other guys in this class, and. I think everybody knows. I mean, it's, it's, I don't think he's an undercover agent, you know, or anything like that anymore. Like, guy's going to be a sooner. And I just don't see it being anything else. Agreed. Agreed. Chris, Stoney? I mean, yeah. I, I have to just piggyback off of what he said. Cause I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I, I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion. I think that from everything that you've heard from the insiders and all the rest of that stuff and the tea leaves, it seems like that relationship with mom has strengthened over time. Things are, uh, you know, they're, they're putting several safety and several, you know, insurances. <laughs> and we talked about this off camera, kind of how crazy that is anyways. But still, um, I think that uh, David Stone, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's a foregone conclusion. I think OU all the way. I think OU gives him what he wants. And it's the thing, it's the thing of this right here, man, like, Building this class, building this uh, defensive line is going to help you. It's going to give you a lot of exposure because you're going to have a lot of hype, a lot of expectation, but also it's going to help you in the long run to be able to, to develop at a pace that makes you comfortable and confident in what, mm -hmm. what you're trying to do for the future. Simply because, like I said, a lot of these guys can go to a lot of different places outside of like Oregon because I like what Dan Lanning does with his defense, Georgia, Bama, some of the, those those types of teams, you know, I feel like, you know, like like we were just talking about when we're there. 
I mean, you're possibly going to go to a place like Michigan State where you're going to be the guy from day one and you're going to see a lot of double teams and a lot of different schemes out there to stop you. Nobody else on that defensive line. Who the oh, hell yeah. is scaring anybody else? No. And, I mean, I just think that when you look at it from just a scheme fit and just that schematically, I mean, it just makes the most sense to me. But, like I said, Crazy things have happened, but I think this one is a foregone conclusion. Yep, in agreement. And Jason over Hall of Fame likes to let all y'all know, enjoy the talk of Stoney here because he ain't doing it no more. And I totally agree. This is actually probably the last time we'll talk about it and not because of anything besides the fact that now that we have a date, what else is there to say? We just got to wait for him to tell us what he's going to do. Most of the speculation we've had with Stone this whole time is trying to figure out when the heck he was just going to make the decision. Now we got a date. So now that we got a date, guess what, guys? We ain't ready to talk about him. So Stoney is the 26th. Then you have um, the next target. Well, it's going to be on ESPN, so it'll be on national television. You can watch it. We'll probably be um, the 26th is a what? Does anybody have their calendar in front of them? Because I do not. I can. This, Let me this pull calendar this check is brought to you by. <laughs> I love it. This calendar it check is, is brought Saturday. to you by. It's a Saturday. Perfect. Since it'll be on national television on a Saturday, and that will be week Week. zero, I will probably go ahead and go live right before it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not going to be watching the uh, Jackson State, South Carolina State uh, game that ESPN's running? I will be while I'm streaming with (laughs) you all. All at the same time. We will be doing it all at once. And so because of that, uh, I'll be. We'll probably be on live, and so you guys can jump on and talk with us after he makes his decision, which I'm anticipating he'll probably do it before the game, just knock it out. Um, or if he doesn't do it before the game, we won't stream until probably halftime or the end. Heck, I don't know. We'll figure goes, it out. He goes insta live during the game, like they did the uh, on the field star game. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's gonna be on the field. He's gonna stop the play, pull out his phone, and say. Whatever he's going to school at. Okay, we'll see if that <laughs> happens. But, yeah, no more no more real need for Sony talk. He's at IMG. He's prepping for games. He, We have an idea of date. There's real no reason to, to – we have a date, so now we don't have to actually chase yeah, anything on that. So, next, <clears throat> you got uh, Brayden Platt out in uh, September 4th, and I think the one that I really want to jump into is Nigel Smith, which is September 8th. We have all seen – we have all seen the eight bajillion crystal balls going this direction. If you don't know it, where is it? Did I put it on here? I did not. Let me scroll back up. Nigel Smith will be on the Hall of Fame uh, College Football Podcast Tuesday night. What time is that, Chris? I need to act. I'm uh, Jason. I need to actually. You know what I need to do. I need to uh, go find the actual link and post it in here. It's going to be at 8.30 Eastern, which is 7.30 Central. But Nigel will be pulling up on the Hall of Fame podcast. Y'all can jump on there, listen to them, talk ball. And he is Jason's favorite recruit. Jason loves the heck out of Nigel. So anticipation is that we will win Nigel Smith services September 8th at his high school when they open it up. He's going to do his commitment, and we're going to be ecstatic. Y'all got anything on Nigel Smith real quick? Because he's been like the most the most un, 
uh, he's been the quietest recruitment, I think, of most of the players that we've had. Like, it's just been like crickets with him. He shows up and then disappears, and we never hear from him again. So the brand building is not something we we got to be super concerned with him. What's your thoughts? What's your thoughts? Let me, let me start on this. Also, I want to point out the elephant in the room that I called Chris uh, JP, like, right when he came on. Um, <laughs> I was watching – uh, I was trying to catch uh, the little closed captioning, and so I'm a jerk. Yes, I apologize. Um, yeah, so are. anyway, now that we're out there. Um, all right. So Nigel is a guy that keeps on getting forgotten. Um, is. There is, I, I mean, he is, guys, this is a guy that five years ago, if we would have got him, we would be losing our ever-loving mind. And that's where we're at with this defensive line and this defensive side of the ball recruiting right now. Do you remember when we got Latrell McCutcheon? We were ready to go like backhand Nick Saban and be like, what you want? Like (laughs) that was the win that we had, right? And that potential class until Link left was looking to be something insane. Guys, like we, the 24, 25, 26 I hear a lot of stuff from Party at the Palace that there were guys that are like, hey, 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 we're ready. Let's do it. Let's commit right now. And there was like, whoa, hold on. Guys, get home. Enjoy yourselves. Talk about with your parents. We'll come up with a plan. That was happening. I've had conversations with guys that that was happening. So I, I would say this is Nigel is very much of that power line graphic. He is going to be a sooner. He is going to be a, and we're not just bringing in dudes on the defensive line who are going to ball out. We are bringing in high character, God fearing men. And, and I, I opened up the podcast with this, Chris, you, you missed it, but it, you know, Brian Kelly doing the, the the photographs with the recruits. And that was like, what in the hell is going on here? Like that was completely off brand for him. Guys, this staff is who they are 100% of the time. My granddad always used to tell me that if you never tell a lie, you don't have to remember what you said. And this staff is, is this is how they're, they're earning so many, uh, so many families. This is how they're winning over families. You know, uh, we said, you know, there's not, no arrests going on this year. There's dudes getting married, dudes getting baptized. Um, so, I'm saying all that around Nigel because, again, this is a man. Like, you go look at any of Patty's girls. They've all got scriptures on their Twitter headlines or X, whatever it is. We're going to have to talk about that at some point in the future. <laughs> yeah. I'm not there yeah, yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a um, whole – yeah, 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 yeah. Is, yeah. I feel like uh, I, 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 I'm not going there. But anyway, you know, Nigel's got scripture up there. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be shy. I invited Nigel on the show. Um, so, Nigel, if you're on here, man, we are. We'd love to. I mean, we can't wait to see you. Um, glad that your your process is coming to a close. But man, it, it's I, I just fully say this is um, he 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 wows me again. That flexibility, that the different capabilities, and um, just the, who he is as a person. So, yeah. um, I, I I don't expect anything else to happen. Okay, that that's good. That's that's very good point. And uh, cool. um, Chris, what you got? Yeah, Nigel Smith. No, I, I expect him to be be a sooner. It's it was funny because it's funny that we we say all of this because I, I literally was talking to my uncle about that. I say, man, he's kind of had the 
had more of a, a quiet recruitment, honestly, with OU because, I mean, it's just that relationship is there. Um, you know, obviously Texas A&M and, and Ohio State fans, a small chorus of fans would, would probably uh, beg to differ. But, I mean, at the same time, I think he's been solid the entire time. I mean, he showed up to campus an awful lot. Um, and like I said, when you hear one one's name, you you group those three together, right? Yeah. With Stone, Winery, and Smith. So those have been the, the ones that you've been, excuse me, that you've been talking about the most. I guess I, my question about uh, Smith is, where do you guys think he ends up playing? You think he just play he plays both, inside and out, or or I mean, kind of where obviously he's a, I think he's an edge guy, but I mean, do you guys see him play a D tackle too? I do. I um and as Chris made this statement, Aaron Donald, he's worked out with them and Aaron Donald's been trying to recruit yeah. him to actual pit as well. Uh like yeah, the Aaron Donald defensive player of the year, uh LA Rams. Um Donald wants him there. I think he plays similar to an Aaron Donald role. He's gonna be all over the place. Just wherever you wanna put him in the whatever the scheme is, the change, the play, he's going to probably be play specific type player because he's going to be that good. Like all the players that we're going after in this class, from White, from the White Gilmore's of the world, to Nigel, to McKinley, to Okoye, which we'll talk about next, um, and then wrap up with McKinley because uh, actually, you know, we'll do McKinley next and then Okoye, uh, but j- j- with so much versatility. Yeah, the, the goal, I, I feel like the goal with this line is to put them everywhere. Just move them back and forth. You never know where they're going to be lined up. And it, and and honestly, that could be really confusing to defenses, I mean, other uh, offensive lines, because specifically, all these guys being so versatile, and if you move them around so much, people, I don't know what to do. And all of them can play both. But you could throw Gilmore on the inside, especially once you bulk him up even more, throw him in the inside, and then pull him back on the outside. You see the same thing with uh, Nigel. Winery, you'll see it with Stoney. Yeah, it's him playing both. I don't, I don't think they're going to be in a particular place, but I think he probably spends most of his time probably in three technique, if anything. Um, let's go to McKinley. I know people want to know this one. We'll do a Koye last since we're going fast. We've got 327 people so far here in – uh watching appreciate y'all but we only got 123 likes so obviously yeah. y'all like the content pull up people pull up hit that like, like button like, like. Hit that like yeah. button and if you're new to the channel subscribe so thank you for pulling up let's talk about our boy dominic mckinley who is also just like nigel smith one of those people that just don't talk to nobody he's one of the quietest people out there i've heard nothing but great things about him being just uh uh, not really a recluse, just more of a stick to myself type of dude. So and, this, oh, go ahead. Go, oh, go ahead. No, what you got? To I say? was just gonna say. So this one is really inter- interesting because you know I'm scrolling through Instagram and I, I'm seeing uh, uh, what is it, Forty Acres? Uh, I think Forty Acres podcast or, or or whatnot, and they're saying it's gonna come down between Texas and OU for him. Uh, oh, go ahead. Anyways, they're saying that. Uh, <laughs> I had to put like, huh? Anyways, they're saying that. Um, they're saying missing with you. between Texas and OU, yeah. and then you're hearing, you know, as a recent LSU, you know, is trying to solidify themselves in this race again. Yeah, obviously, we know kind of how how it played out. I don't think it's a, a you know secret anymore that 
you know, the word on the road is that they, they them, uh, excuse me, the LSU staff and his mom were kind of at, at odds for certain reasons. But they're trying to, you know, basically play catch up and get back into that conversation. He's a Louisiana kid, number one player in Louisiana, if I'm not mistaken. And the mm-hmm. fact of the matter is everybody there in that state grows up and wants to play, uh, grow, grows up wanting to play for LSU. So voodoo, baby. That, that's what kind of makes it really interesting as far as what actually happens, you know? And obviously I think that with Texas, it would be more about possibly cracking that starting lineup as soon as you get there more than it would be about the money. Because I think that at LSU, um, I think at LSU and OU, I think you're more inclined to, you know, Hey, I'm going to go here Hopeful that I'll get time. Hopeful that I'll be able to get in the mode, but I may not get that much time until, um, you know, as talented as he is, he may or may not get that much time uh, until until year two, year two, year three, something like that, right? Yep. Which I don't. I think it would just be year two. But like I'm saying with Texas, I think that's what it would be more of as far as I just want to go there. I want to go there because um, I want to, you know, early playing time. But I don't know. It's just really interesting recruiting, uh, uh, you know, battle down the line for this kid. No, I agree. And like I said, he's a quiet one. Um, One of our guys, PG from the PG show, who always pulls up usually too. Uh, you know, he talks to a lot of the recruits and he gets a lot of interviews going with uh, with these recruits. So if you go to his channel, Pete, the PG show, he does a lot of interviews with the actual players and talks to them. And so because he talks to so many of them, um, you know, he has conversation. He was like, man, he's like, I'll tell you, you know, Kenley's nice. But he doesn't do interviews. He's quiet, really reserved, barely says anything. But he's a nice dude. And faith-based all of that jazz so with everything with that we don't know he's from louisiana and just like chris said this will be the first year i went back i got bored about uh a couple days ago and i wanted to see how many of these kids actually go to go to lsu that's in louisiana this year so far out of the top 10 they've got seven of them already locked up with two they're looking at this is the first time that's happened since Ed Ogeron first got there. And that was, what, 17 when they fired um, uh, Les Miles? So, yeah, they don't get them anymore like they used to. Well, they don't get them like they did when the Les Miles eras and before even with Nick Saban. Those kids have been going to Alabama, Texas, TCU. We've stolen one or two here. So it's tough for LSU. But right now, LSU's winning in state. They're winning. But they don't have anything for McKinley yet, which is surprising, but also telling. Because I think that if since they don't have anything yet, I think we do have a really good chance. Am I saying we're going to win McKinley? No. But I think that we are – if there's a top two, we're in it. And I honestly think that Texas is the other one. So Pooh is probably happy uh, about that, and so is uh, Truth, who's both in the chat. I know they're both happy to hear that, but I do think it's between us and Texas. So hopefully it ends up like the Jaden Jackson situation and we snatch him up. But McKinley is another good talent. I mean, at 6'5", 290, he's already basically ready to play. All you got to do is just make sure he's nice and bulked and muscled. You got it. Coop, McKinley, final thoughts. Same thing. Uh, you know, like you said, with PG, uh, this is another recruitment that we had no business being a part of. 
Um, this is 100% um, the staff being who they are, Todd Bates being who he is. Yep. Uh, this is a guy who comes in, and um, if he's taking care of himself, um, there you have it. And I saw somebody there uh, brought up the Jamar Kane uh, comment to Gabe. Um, you know, a- again, same thing is we we really, you know, coming around 25, 26, this defensive line, these we're going to be rotating in guys that are better than anybody we've had since Neville Gallimore. I mean, and that's really not saying a ton, just to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Jordan Phillips, um, most likely, uh, before that. So, um, you, you know, this defense is, is, is going to, is going to bring, uh, three different layers of aggression and athletes. And Chris said it right when we started up, it's, you know, Clemson had the athletes we're, 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 we're getting there quickly. That's true. You're right. You're right. Cam, what's good, man? Thank you for pulling up. Thank you for the 20. Always much love, my guy. You've connected me with a lot of cool people over the years, over the year, basically this year. So I appreciate you, man. Thank you for pulling up. You're always good at it. I mean, you balling anyway, so you can throw that money around. You can do that kind of stuff. So thanks, my man, for contributing to the family. Just, you know, just make it rain all the time. Last thought on McKinley for me is the exact same thing. You know, as I mentioned before, Coop said, you know, Chris has basically said as well, you know, LSU is the incumbent on this one. They re- they're raised Mardi Gras. The colors of the school is the same as Mardi Gras. That's the reason why it's all connected. It's bananas has all together. But I'll say that I think we do have a chance. I think it's between us and Texas. I'm just going to say that. Before we jump into the last player that we're really going to dive into is we're going almost until an hour and 30 minutes. So we're going to stop at an hour and 30. I'm not going to keep y'all forever. Y'all got dinner and other stuff y'all want to do possibly. But I can talk recruiting all day t- long too, Lori. I could go forever and talk on recruiting. But I want to point this out. We do have a Discord. Link in the description below. If y'all want to hang out and just talk recruiting all the time, if Discord's your thing, the link is in the description. Feel free to join us. You'll see where it's a Discord next to text. Hop in there. Join us. The invite's open to everybody. We'll talk. We got some rules to, you know, you know, it's basically all age. So we try to make it at least quote unquote family friendly, but we're going to be in there having a blast talking ball. It's very small right now, but we're growing and we'll grow fast as more of you join in and jump in and talk ball. So the discord is in the description below. Feel free to join the family. Let's jump into the last one. Pooh asked the great question. How's the Okoye recruiting going? So, yeah. Hey, Jason, be good, boss. We'll talk soon. Um, if y'all saw on Twitter, I tweeted it, his pictures and stuff. He was doing some um some what like deadlifts or he he was he was doing some lifts. He was doing like seven hundred and like fifty pounds. And it's like that's stupid that he's that strong and freakish. So this is what I've seen out of the Koye, the Okoye recruitment. He's rising very fast on everybody's board just because how much freakish, how freakish he is. And all the big players are in on him and everybody's trying to get, get a hold of him. So I say that to say this. I would not be surprised if he didn't pick Oklahoma. And it has nothing to do with the school, has nothing to do with the coaches, has everything to do with I think he wants to leave Oklahoma. I have nobody confirmed that to me. I have nobody said that to me. 
No one has given me that. This is my gut feeling on me reading tea leaves and the way that the trips have gone and just everything. It does seem like Okoye wants out to stay. Now, granted, we do know the backstory with him is that Moms is an O State grad, if I'm correct, or O State fan. That's initially where he wanted. That's that's initially who had his attention. Our staff reached out, built a relationship with them. It may have had something to do with the O regime. I don't know. But it's gotten to where I've heard she's warmer to him looking at Oklahoma, but it's a good chance that it's like, hey, nah, go ahead and see the world, son. And I wouldn't be mad if that's the case. So keep your eyes open on Danny Okoye uh, when it comes to that. I sense that Bama's in the play. I think Tennessee's in the play. I think we are in the play. And Texas is in the play. I think if there's four schools I can name, those will be the four I've got. Chris, what you know about Okoye and what have you seen floating around the interwebs? It's been a roller coaster, man. A roller coaster of emotions, roller coaster of just uh, tea leaves, roller coaster of just everything with this recruitment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from the get go, like I told you from a personal source um, that I know, Tennessee was what was 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 the guy, and that they were the ones. You know, mm-hmm. Tennessee was was it. So you saw him start taking trips because he started getting attention. But I think, oh, you had to kind of play catch up, figure out, okay, why can't we talk to this kid? Why can't we go get this kid? This kid is a this kid is a five-star. This kid is a five-star in the other class, any other uh place. It's just the fact that, you know, he um um what he's homeschool. Yeah, he's homeschooled. Yeah. But I mean he, he was at Jinx before and then you know, COVID happened and then they decided to, you know, keep him in, at the homeschool route. So, no, with that, yeah, with that being said, I, I mean, I think OU is in there. I think OU is definitely up there, and I think OU is going to make it as hard as possible to say no to them simply because of the class and what they can possibly offer. Um, I feel as though, don't get me wrong, did Tennessee have a great year? Yes, they did last year. But we got to see if they could do it again. I know that when he came there the first year, they, you know, lack of scholarships. Well, not lack of scholarships, but, you know, not necessarily the players that he wanted there, all the rest of that stuff. And, hey, all all love to Hypel. Yeah, no bad blood with Hypel. But my whole thing is, is I think some of these teams out here, even with OU or whatnot, they're all on the same foot. They're same footy as far as you're in a show me state. Go show me what you can do. The yep. best thing about his recruitment that you've heard thus far is that it's probably going to be a late announcement date sometime in, I think, what, November is when he wants to announce. So biggest thing for me is is just, you know, kind of being patient, seeing how the season uh, shapes out, and then going back, circling back to that kid and seeing what can happen. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that Texas is coming very, very hard with money. I don't necessarily know if money is going to be a big factor for this kid. I think what would be a big factor is just where, where does he really want to go? Does he want to stay in Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. Does he really want to get outside of the state? So yeah, the thing is, is that that kid right there is a game changer. He's another PJ out of bar He's a guy that yeah. honestly you can sit here and we can talk about stone. We can talk about Winery, And if you get a kid like that, he could possibly end up being better than all of them. Just because like I said, Jay, he's an athlete playing this position. He's not, he doesn't, I mean, I don't know what kind of coaching he's getting, no disrespect, but you get a Todd Bates and a Venables with a guy like this Chavis. Hey man, I, the sky, the sky is the limit for this kid. So this is the type of talent that you're trying to keep, not only in the state, 
but you're trying to keep here at OU for sure. So you could, you know, make sure going into the SEC, you are talented and 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 just ready. You know, that competitive depth is what you're trying to build. But a kid like that right there, you gotta get him. Like, and don't get me wrong, simply because of the history of how this recruitment has gone for OU with him, OU has made a, made up a lot of ground and OU yeah. has done a great job. If it turns out that we don't get them, I, I feel it. I see it. Okay. I get it because it's not like, um, oh, you didn't have to basically play catch up with everybody to come back and get into this recruitment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I, I still think that, OU has a great shot, but am I confident in landing him? Not necessarily. Like I said, I think it's been Tennessee's to lose for the longest for reasons I've told you kind of off camera anyways. Yeah. And I'll say this to go on top of that. It's um, this is going to go all the way to early signing day. So prepare yourself for it. It doesn't seem he's already said that he wanted to take some visits in season. And if you're taking visits in seasons, what uh, Danny's going to end up doing. My anticipation is that this will not end until early signing day at, at the earliest. It may actually make it to national in February. If it makes it to national in February, then of course everybody's going to be stressed out. But I do anticipate that it does go all the way out to early signing day because, yeah, we're not going to, um, we're not going to, um, <laughs> chicken is really picking at you right now with a, a booger and all of that. But I'm going to go, I'm going to wow. go out limb and say that he's, it's going to be a struggle for him to, uh, for us to land. Danny, just because I think it's gonna it's gonna go out so far. Now I say this though, we finish eleven and one. All bets are off. I, I'll pull my bet off completely on that. My bet's yeah. gone. So um, Zena, I know some people ask about Zena. Mm, I'm just gonna say I don't know. I got to do a lot of digging on that. So we will have to search for it. Neo, I do not see your question. So if you want to repost it, I'm going to search for it. I see that you posted something about money is all Texas has, which is actually pretty funny. Um, I don't, Zena is the one that I don't know about. It. It's based upon all the writing in the tea leaves that's, that's been going out there is that it Oklahoma's making a move. But I don't know what that looks like like uh ah here's your question neo I see it o-lineman just decommitted yeah. from Ole miss was ou's chances who was the d-lineman that just decommitted i did not see the decommitment but he was an interior see. interior o-lineman it just broke just shortly ago um let me go i'm here on on three right now uh That's pretty funny. This dude picked up. Wow. Uh, 247 recruiting. Let me see. Let me go find this name. I'll search this name real quick and see. Um, but Georgia just landed another linebacker, which is, of course, what they like to do. Uh, oh, Joseph Cryer. I yeah, see Cryer. him. Right. Joseph Cryer. Um, I don't know. I don't even know if we are in – the running for him i don't know that's a good question hmm. he's from louisiana 
Hmm. Was that Nacogdoches, Louisiana? Where that kid's from? Hmm. Let me look them up. Doesn't look like we were actually in a running. Uh, Oklahoma State was, but I don't. We didn't offer them. Doesn't look like we offered them. So I will say this: we might look at them, but I don't know. I, that one I don't know. Um, he does appear th- to. Yeah, I don't know. What you got? I got to think that with uh, Daniel, and I am going to butcher the butcher Akinakunmi. The NFL Academy guy, um, mm-hmm. you know, I still feel really, really strong about him. Uh, six four and a half, two ninety five, extremely athletic. He's been posting a lot of videos. He dropped a was it a top eight or whatever the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, again, I, I think with guys like Fasusi and everybody that you have in twenty five, um, you know, they're they're they they might stick with what they have. I mean, obviously, winning. Uh, Chris, I, I, I'm in. The Peyton Pierce thing really, really intrigues me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that we are a very, very, very small ship of folk who think that that is something that can can turn into something. But again, it's your defense has been garbage for a long time, and it, it's really, really hard to to sell um, to sell this. But um, you've got guys with a track record. You saw some. You know, everybody's high on Florida State um, right now, and we made Florida State play as hard as they potentially could. We got some kudos from, uh, you know, from their top guys. And so uh, people, uh, I mean, you do have a little hope you can sell. Uh, The ramp up we have for the first five games of the year, guys, it is a uh, – put it this way. If we are not in the top 20 after the first five games of the year – um, you know, that, that, that might be a little, uh, a little frustrating, but, uh, you know, I just don't see anybody on that schedule who, you know, can do much scoring first six. Excuse me. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's a beating bow guy. Um, <laughs> why is everybody <laughs> so just have to go with the, um, the horns down for everybody. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, I don't know if he's a take. I don't know. if Like I said, I just looked. I don't see that we gave him an offer. So he's got over 20 offers. He's got some pretty good offers. So, there. I mean, we'll have to see what it looks like down the line. But, I mean, he's got the Nebraska's, TCU's, K-State's, Mississippi State. He's got Houston, Cincinnati, Ole Miss, and Oklahoma State. So, I mean, if he starts to rise up, we may give him a look. But I I don't think that he's one that – Honestly, I think beating boats going because of the transfers that we brought in. I'm sensing 25 is going to be our really big class. And like you mentioned about um, uh, Daniel, uh, the NFL league guy, he is a 25, right? Yes. So I think we're going to do a lot more 25s than we are um, 24 on the offensive line. But there was a question that uh, Jeff just asked. Man, I've said something already, but what's the temperature on bricks? I ain't said anything on bricks, but I do think that we may win bricks. I do have a good feeling on that. That bricks is um of course A, bricks is a take. B um the pictures from Party at the Palace look like he was having a good time. And because it looked like he was having a good time, I sense that there's a good chance that we may win our services. 
So I will say Yamaha. Yamaha. I think we're going up there to Iowa and starting to take some of the offensive linemen, which is always a bad thing. Because who was it? Was it Proctor last year that left and went to Alabama? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Caden Proctor, that's a, that's not a good yeah. thing. They and 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 Iowa's known for their big linemen, and they're known for pr- producing NFL caliber ones. But I do sense that beating Bo is gonna get that that bad boy in, and we're gonna have a beautiful offensive line class, and it's gonna be even better when we get to twenty five. So, all right, I know I've seen a few people. Uh, well, it was a four star defensive lineman that decommitted from USC. Another one. They just had an mm-hmm. offensive lineman that flipped and went to Florida State. I Man, D line, D lineman, maybe. Oh, geez, Louise! They just had another decommit. Oh see it. man! Hey, while like you're this. looking that up, uh, Devin Jordan out of, out of uh, Union. Uh, my wife's a teacher at Union. Um, yeah, I've tried to ask her to to be my insider, um, <laughs> but uh, she says no. So I think uh, I, I want, you know, Chris, your first comments when you came in were, you know, uh, like with Jay Valai and uh, with Brandon Hall. Guys, I, I'm, I know this is something, this is a complete paradigm shift, but if you're watching this right now, you have to be special to come in in this defensive backfield now. Um, mm-hmm. it, it is Valai and Hall are, are, are running the ship well. And, um, and I don't know if it's a little bit of a slow play. I don't know if, you know, union is, 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 is OU country. So, um, I haven't heard anything pending with him, but I mean, I'm pretty sure that if OU will allow him, um, to, you know, we would hear something soon. Yep. So I'm going to sense that, like I said, I think we got that one. Chris bricks, you, you feeling, feeling good on bricks. I, look, I'll, I'll defer to you guys on that one. That that I would like, I would love to have it. Um, offensive line. I don't know why people have been making such a big deal about offensive line, man. It's freaking Bill Beatonbow, man. At the end of the day, like I, I like I was trying to explain to Nick that day when he was saying that he feels that Texas O line recruiting is ahead of OU's. I'm like, I can I get it from what you're saying because the stars are the guys that you guys are getting. But you gotta understand for since since he's been here, man. I was like, these past couple of years, dude, we got three, we got four or five stars on the bench that haven't played and they're just now about to start playing. Like, I mean, come on, man. Like he's he's recruiting at an all-time high and he's selective with his guys, but you look at who's putting the most offensive linemen in the NFL. Y'all are sitting here talking about, you know, banks. Y'all gonna have to wait a long time for that. Hell, just like this year, uh, this past draft, y'all had to wait that long to uh, to have more than just one player drafted. You know, I'm just saying. Speaking yeah. of Texas, before we end this, I did want to uh, pay. I did want to sh- uh, give a shout out to uh, Frightening. Frightening, what's up, man? Uh, I don't know if you're still on here, but look, the invite is still there. You can come on and we can talk. Yes. But I wanted to say. I think that is very, very telling that you guys are paying attention to whether or not Gary Patterson comes back. I think that's very Mm -hmm. because we've seen PK by himself. We've seen PK with Jimmy Lake. We've seen PK by himself. We've seen PK with Gary Patterson. It's kind of telling what you guys are doing now. 
So, hey, I'll, hey I, I, I hope I wish you guys well. I hope Gary Patterson comes back to you. I want to beat you at your best because I know that you guys need that backup for him. So that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, Kim, you're right. Girlfriend theory is in play. Um, the girlfriend is at K-State, so hopefully we can get her to transfer. Just, you know, something like that. Um, Boganowski, I'm going to like – we're not going to – I don't know. Um, I don't know on that one. Uh, I've heard some things, and I'll just say that for now on that one. And um, so we've got 320-something people in here. We've got 172 likes. We should be at 200 likes, guys. What are we doing? Get that like button. Uh, we're going to wrap this bad boy up. I'm going to let everybody get home, get to their dinner and their families and stuff this evening. But we do appreciate y'all pulling up as usual here to the Sooner or Later Sports Show. We will be increasing this to two times a week soon. So keep your eyes open. Um, I'll let you all know what the day is going to be. Probably be middle of the week potentially or possibly on a Thursday. I'm not sure. But I definitely want to make sure we're putting out some great content for you all as we are talking. A lot of more recruiting. I want to be able to expand it and talk about uh, all around recruiting and just all around um, college football. So we'll probably have like a college football dedicated show and then we'll have a OU dedicated one on Sundays. That way we can just, you know, spread things out. So hit that like button. If you're new to the channel, subscribe. Memberships are open. If you want to support the channel so we can get more content out, feel free to do that. Discord is in the description. The link is below. We would love for y'all to come hang out with us. I just started it up. It's newer. So we want, you know, we're going to grow that bad boy. And we want you all to pull up. And we're going to say one last comment before we run out the door. It is uh, Laleb McKinley. We're in the top two. That's who we are. We're top two with McKinley. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. We're top two with McKinley. And so with that, we will chop it up with all of you within like the next uh, couple of days. Put the horns down in. Hitting the Discord. Peace. Peace.